A reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anchalila 2, text 198. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Chaitanya Aveshe Mata Nityananda Roy Vivalera Mata Vyabasaya Sarvatoy Lord Nityananda was always restless and intoxicated from being absorbed in thoughts of Lord Chaitanya. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Shayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Pancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanepyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Srivas Adigor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare, <coughs> Hare, Nama, Hare, Nama, Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. So greetings from Jackson, New Jersey. And I guess it's almost now been about one one year. I don't know if you can say time flies when you're having a good time, but certainly time has moved pretty <clears throat> quickly. And the world has changed. It certainly has given us a facility to connect in a deeper way. I don't think these classes and the Zoom and the amount of classes I'm giving would have happened without this. It's kind of forced people to go online to get their Sangha and kind of made it a, a free market of ideas and Krishna consciousness. Um, so I'm kind of happy about that. And we're following, uh, it's a quite an, a long chapter. We're not even halfway through. 
almost 200 verses so far about Lord Chaitanya's travel to Puri. And this is the Antya Lila, the last 18 years of his life where he concentrates on fulfilling the internal reason for his descent, Antaranga Hetu, which is to become a devotee and to become, and, 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 and that's so clear, it's not an external thing. It's a particular mindset, heart set, that you have in your heart. It's a particular emotion, particular understanding that gives the faith that the goal of life is to love God. That's what we're here for. That's what the ultimate reality is. And it's fair because everyone has the opportunity to Enjoy in the highest pleasure. On the ultimate realm, God doesn't have a, a, a advantage in enjoying because the devotee enjoys more than God. And that's just the nature of love that the lover, although the beloved is in the center, the lover has an advantageous position in terms of heart not in terms of position, but in terms of heart. So we all have to decide whether our happiness is in terms of position or our happiness is in terms of heart. And if it's, term, it's, if it's ter in terms of heart, then we don't care about position. Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kabitam, Va, Jagadisha, Kamaye, Mama Janmani, Janma Eshwari, Babatad, Bhaktir, Ahuitaki, Twayi. Then we don't care about position, we want heart. And everyone can have heart, but Ekala Ishwara Krishna are Sabyabrita. Ekala Ishvara Krishna, there is only one God and everyone else is meant to serve God. And we wouldn't be happy with that position, nor could we execute position. So Lord Chaitanya is seeking that position and he's headed to Jagannath Puri, and uh, it's very dangerous. There are toll collectors and Lord Chaitanya's effulgence was his reasoning. He needed to get across. He didn't have a, he didn't have the money to pay the toll because, and neither did any of his assistants because he wanted them to enjoy the journey of dependence on Krishna. The bliss of actually seeing God's care, maintenance and protection and love for you. 
beyond the illusion, as Prabhupada would always say, of our material protective agents. He wanted to see that. He wanted that. And, and therefore, God protected him. Just his effulgence alone. And, he, and, and his, he just went. He was so absorbed. And his followers were left behind. And then somehow or other, they also were able to get through. And... Lord Chaitanya went ahead and then he went to sit down and wait for Lord Nityananda. So now our transcendental Google map or something is going and focusing on Lord Nityananda. And he is mutta, intoxicated, mad. Um, and Vibhalara, and he's very restless. In other words, he's in an emotional state. And we've mentioned this, I'm not going to harp on the point too long, but there's a, a, a type of spiritually elevated soul. There's a type of spiritually elevated soul. Um, that by psychological disposition, by advancement and psychological disposition, because there's people just advance with different dispositions. And that disposition is to just become so focused eternally, internally, that you're not cognizant, nor do you move by what is dictated outside. So you break the rules because you're not, you're not going by the rules. It doesn't mean that you just do anything and everything. It just means that's not the way your life is dictated. And it could be very, very confusing. So we read about Lord Nityananda, don't try to put him or fit him into the social milieu, the, the, the environment and how one should behave because he doesn't. Everything is just an inspiration from Krishna. And sometimes he roared loudly. Sometimes he cried. Sometimes he laughed loudly. And sometimes he made thundering sounds. These are all from the astika sattvika bhavs. The, these, one of the components of rasa, these involuntary, very powerful involuntary emotions that the, 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 that heighten the general conception and, and, and mood of love that one has. As one faints, his, his emotion increases. What is that emotion? It, it's this service to, to God and Lord Chaitanya, and this love of Lord Chaitanya, and this love of Krishna Balaram. And crying, it's just increasing, increasing, and it's increasing and increasing and increasing. And he's becoming restless and he's becoming mad and overwhelmed. And sometimes he would swim in the middle of the river and sometimes he would smear dust all over his body. Sometimes the ecstatic, ecstatic love, he would fall so forcefully to the ground that everything, everyone there would think his limbs were broken. 
because there's no cognizant where I am, what I'm doing, in of consciousness, out of consciousness, half consciousness. It's Krishna, 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 Gora, 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 Gora. He's just completely, absolutely in this ecstatic state. Sometimes he danced on the back of his own. No, sometimes he danced on his own and the earth would then sway back and forth. A sakala kata tane kichu chitranai avatirna apane ananta mahasai. All such pastimes are not astonishing for him, for he was Lord Ananta appearing in this world. Nityananda Kripaya Eshaba Shakti Hoy Niravadi Gorachandra Yahar Hidoi. All these pastimes were possible by Nityananda's mercy. For Lord Gorachan constantly resides in his heart. When while Nityananda went, waited at one place, Jagannanda went out to beg alms. So they didn't have any money. So how did they eat? They would beg and depend on Krishna. A concept, there's no money. How will I eat? It'll be given by God. It's completely beyond my control. I'm not going to go to the door and say to someone, here's $10. Give me a bunch of bananas and some rice. Everything I'm going to experience, I'm not earning. It's all coming simply by the mercy of Krishna. And when you get that, you feel humble and you feel the love of God. And sometimes it's necessary to put ourselves in situations to experience that. I know Buri John Prabhu used to have men's retreats. And everything he does is very thoughtful and researched and, and studied. And then the families would, like it was the weekend, they would meet them for lunch on Sunday or something. And he would specifically make the retreat or pick the place. So it took people out of their comfort zones. It's so important sometimes to get out of your comfort zones. Because then when you're out of your comfort zone, you learn to extract your consciousness from the senses which are uncomfortable. And when the senses, when it's always cushy-cush and always comfortable, then the tendency is for that, the, the identification with the body, which is a mental conception to become fortified. So tapo, divyam, yena kaputva, sattvam, Unlimited happiness by how? Tapo divyam. Not artificial, not just torturing your body, but just living simply and tolerating. Which I'm not doing now living in New Jersey. 
So in one sense, although I'm very comfortable and I'm comfortable upstate, I'm hankering for my Govardhan life, my Vrindavan life. You know, recently, I, I think I told some of you that I'm, I'm trying to, uh, uh, my one, I, probably my best friend, or one of my best friends, Parthasarthi Goswami, one of his disciples had five, it's like houses or apartments because the place I have is just alone. It's like a one bedroom with front and back and, and then there's two more that the same, but they have a studio on top. And I told you that my friend, you know, I have someone there staying there who's kind of very expert at everything. And he said, why don't we renovate it? We started renovating it. We're trying to see if it's possible. And I proposed, let, 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 let me move to Govardhan. Let me have my ashram there. And, and my friend said, oh, he said, that's a very, very good idea. These things are not really being used and you'll maintain them nicely. And your disciples and other can come visit and spend some time in Govardhan. So the person who's fixing it up, he's very, very expert. He's the son of a diplomat. He kind of lives kind of like a sadhu. But he has such fine tastes. So he always wants to make it like nicer than I want. Like this, it, it, when, when you come in my place, there's a, a, a courtyard at the beginning. And I guess people could have pulled a car in a little driveway or so, you know. So he puts lights, lighting up the things and a, a switch in the front to turn them on. I and mean, when you get by the door, another switch. And he wants to put in, you know, talking lights or something. You say, shut off, the, you know, shut off and it goes off. And, and I, you know, I'm, it's a fine line. I'm giving a little leeway so he'll stay enthusiastic. But after a while, I'm wondering, should I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to keep the place for myself. I'll just stay in one of the apartments, whoever gets it. I want that brudge life simple living, high thinking, a little austerity. So they wanted to experience that. One experience I had like that is in Prabhupada's centennial in 1996 or something, Prabhupada's centennial, because I was busy and managing in Vrindavan, but whenever I get a chance, I go and join the Padayatra, walking through the villages of India chanting. I remember, you know, leaving the villages and, you know, all the beautiful fields and this pure devotee that came on our, our thing, who's in Mayapur, Radha Dhuti, his name is. And he would just chant as the sun was coming up in the bullock cart with the gorni tie and walking and chanting out as the sun was rising, he would chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. He would just chant. And it was like he could chant forever, effortlessly. And then you get to the next place, you walk three, four hours, and then you bathe in the pump in the morning, in the pump, in the cold, and walking. And it's liberating, actually. It's actually liberating. It actually is. You experience tapo divyam, divine austerities, Brahma sokyam tunantam, give unlimited happiness. So he went out to beg. Sri Jagananda generally carried the Lord's danda. He handed that danda to Nityananda Srup and said, please take care of the Lord's danda. I will return in a few minutes after begging alms. With an agitated heart, Nityananda grabbed the danda and sat down. Now, why he's agitated is very interesting because he said to the danda, he's thinking, Lord Chaitanya has to carry the danda, so my Lord has to serve you, you rascal. <laughs> Holding the danda in his hand, Lord Nityananda laughed. As his pastime, he then spoke to the danda, O danda, it is not proper that he whom I carry within my heart, he whom I carry within my heart should carry you. After speaking in this way, the most powerful Balaram broke the Danda into three pieces. Now, this is very, very interesting that he broke it into three pieces and threw into this river. And right now, they're right at the border of Puri, Dandabanganadi. There's a place in Puri when we do our retreats. If any of you want to come, to my Puri retreat, it's quite a, an incredible experience. We'll probably have it in the third week of January of 2022. Yeah, we'll probably have it. And we go, one of the days we go to these idyllic villages or some places but one day we just go to the border of puri and we go to dandabanganadi <laughs> the the place the river nadi dandabanga where the danda is bunga it's broken it's broken in three places by by lord nityananda and this is so deep that we really don't even understand it exactly fully but we understand something of it and that that'll explain why do i say we don't understand it fully because in the chaitanya charitamrita it's called it's called parama gambira lila Parama means the supreme. Gambira means like a cave, but it means very deep. Parama, Gambira, Lila, the pastime that's supremely deep. We used to go there and there was a disciple, Gorgovindamarja's first disciple was there. Got his name, something with an S, Sankirtan, maybe, I don't know. And he would explain it. 
somehow the Dunda was the Sudarshana Chakra and there's so many things. But here it's interesting, he's breaking it into three places because what was that Dunda? That Dunda was Ekadandi. It was one stick. And what did that one stick represent? Ekadandi? Ek. Ramnath Swami told me when he met Neem Karoli Baba and he looked at him and he kind of saw that he was a Vaishnava and he went to him, Ek. Everything is one. Everything is one. That's not our conception. Our conception is everything is one, but that one has energies. And in the transformation of those energies, that's the, the one remains one. <laughs> Om Purnam Adha Purnam Idam Purnat Purnat Udachate. Supreme Personality of Godhead is perfect and complete. And even though so many units emanate from him, he remains the complete balance. Why? Tadejati, Tadnaijati, Tadure, Tadvantike, Tarantarasya, Sarvasya, Tarasarvasya. Why? Because he walks and he doesn't walk. Tadejati, Tadnaijati, Tadure, Tadvantike. He's near and far. Tarantarasya sarvasya. He's within and he's without. He has inconceivable potencies. That's the very definition of God. So you can't legislate God's existence by your logic that God is changeless. So if there's any energies emanating from God, it must be illusion because that would change God. That's legislating God by how you see this world works according to the laws of cause and effect. So, ache, all is one. But no. Echo. Bahu, Sham, the one became many. Nityo, Nityanam, Chaitanas, Chaitananam, Eko, Bahunam, Yo, Vididati. The one maintains the many. We've discussed this. And we shouldn't have any doubt that this is such a reasonable conception of the absolute truth. Otherwise, we have to deny everything we see as illusion. The, the, the conception that the body is the self is illusion, but it's not that the body doesn't exist. It's not that the self doesn't exist. If you see a rope in the forest and you think it's a snake, you're an illusion because you're thinking that the rope is a snake. The snake does not exist there. It doesn't mean the snake doesn't exist, and it doesn't mean that the rope doesn't exist. Illusion is the identification. The very beginning of the Vedanta Sutra said, it is he from whom everything else is coming. Why should we limit God by such faulty logic, by some unreasonable conception that God has to conform to the laws of this world when he himself is the giver of laws of this world. 
So he broke it into three. Why three? Because he wanted to make the eight dandi sannyas three dandi, three dandas. I'm going to tell you a funny story though. I, you know, someone wrote something that I didn't like, and I had to tell him. He he wrote that I this devotee who is very advanced that he must be a Kanishta because he took a vaccine. Whether you think you should take vaccine or let's say it's, it's not right to take vaccine, it's mistaken to take vaccine, or it's not, or it is, why to, you know, make, make that, that this is, you know, you go from Madhyam to, to Kanishta. You took a vaccine, you're Kanishta now. So I started writing that person. I, I got, he's a friend of mine. So I, I wrote in a very angry term in, the, a term in the service of Krishna. I'm usually very polite with him, even though I don't agree with everything he says. I'm, I'm into civil discourse. In fact, my next Monday morning greeting is going to be about the degradation of public discourse how everybody falls into camps about everything and there's no discussion to actually hone ideas and come to the right conclusion. And I was mentioning on the day, talk to anti-vax and, and if you say something that seems to be reasonable for vaccination, then you're, you're a sheep following the mainstream media. And then if you go to the people that are vax and present something about the known corruption of Big Pharma and the CDC and all these other things, which is so overt, then they accuse you of being a right-wing nut. There's no discourse anymore. So I specifically like that, that he, of course this person didn't say it, but he just forwarded me something where someone had this analysis. And it says that the goddess Saraswati, whenever you try to criticize a pure devotee, he turns the language around. Like when Sishupal, so envious of Krishna in the assembly of Maharajudhisthira called, called, called Krishna the lowest of all men, goddess Saraswati gave the intelligence to the people who heard it to break the same word in a different way, which it meant that Krishna is the person who makes everyone else go low down. So uh, I, I, this is why I'm saying this, but every time I put in Kanishta, the word processor would change it to Akanishta <laughs> rather than the, the neophyte. It's one who is Akanishta, one pointed in perfection. But this is, that's one pointed, but this is, this is one pointed, not in perfection. This is, this is one pointed in misconception. It's one pointed in misconception. Um, so Lord, so Lord Nityananda, he was just angry. At this done, and he broke it, but he broke it into three places. He want he made it by his spontaneous anger in love of Lord Chaitanya at this Dunda who is who was making the Lord of his heart carry him. 
he breaks it into three and it's a tree dunder. And the tree dundi, tree dunder is indicates something else. You take these three rods. I had to make my own dunda when I took sannyas after 9-11. It was no longer it was no longer feasible to carry around. And it, very frankly, even before that, to carry this thing, you keep in a bag to keep it clean that looks like a fishing rod and to try to like store it someplace when it's, you know, it's, it's five and a half feet, but it has three dandas. I made it. I also made Sachinanda and Swami's dunda because he was taking sannyasi. He asked me to do it and I was doing it in Vrindavan, which is very interesting because in Vrindavan, they didn't have the light bamboo. They only have the heavy bamboo. So his dunda is 10 times heavier. So, um, so tree dundi and tree dundi sannyasi, it, it, it still looks one because you have the three rods, but actually you have four rods. And one rod is called the jiva dunda, representing the soul. So when you, I don't know if any of you here are going to take sannyas, but when you put the four rods together, on the top of one, you break it off. And you get a little piece like this, and then you heat it, and it curves inward. And then you tie that to the outside of the dunda, which indicates that the that this, the living entity is different from God. So it indicates the living entity is different from God. And the tree dundi, the tree dundas, the three indicate, and some comment the 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 first verse in the Upadeshamra, Vacha Vegam, Manasakrota Vegam, Jiva, that it's controlling. Real sannyas is he can he is controlling the mind, the body, and the words. And the conception is that's best done by developing a mood of devotion to Krishna and transcending the limited concept of I, which is the false ego. So he broke it in three. It's also significant because sannyas is on the is in Varnashram. And it's up to the level of Parivrajakacharya. There's 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 actually four levels of sannyas. There's Kudichak, Bahudak, Parivrajakacharya, and Paramahamsa. And Bahudak or, or Kudicha, I'm not sure which one it is. Okay, now the, the man is ready to leave home, but it's a little difficult to leave home because in those days there were functional families. And therefore it was very difficult. Sometimes when Prabhupada had the painstaking lice of sannyas, people look at me like I'm crazy. You think you got it tough. Try to have a wife and family. Then you'll understand what the painstaking life is. You guys got it made. That's what Kadamba Mala actually told me yesterday. <laughs> when you have problems, you can just go in a cave. <laughs> so 
it, it, it so it was difficult. And therefore, the, it, and you can see that in Indian families, they love to live with so many relationships. And I, I always saw how, how the, this, the father of the family and maybe has all his sons where the American, or at least the Western tendency is get your own room. <laughs> when you advance, get your own room. <laughs> but then they live in the living room in a bed so that all the family keeps on crossing them. So they become attached actually. They become attached and, and therefore they go to the edge of the village and then the family can send them food. And then Kudichuk, then he has to do Madhukari and he has to go beg. And then Parivrajakacharya, he has to he has to just leave and wander through the forest. And then Paramahamsa, the highest stage, is you just sit in one place and meditate and chant and depend on God. It's described like a python. How does a python eat? It stays up in a tree, just hangs out in a tree. Completely, this is what the Avadut Brahmin learned from the python to depend on God. The python just stays in the tree. And then it waits until God sends food. And then, you know, after a month, because it eats once a month and then it digests for the rest of the time, it waits for the animal to come below in the tree and it falls down and strangles them and then swallows it and then goes back up in the tree. So Paramahamsa, no begging, just staying in one place, just chanting, whatever comes by God's. And Paramahamsa goes beyond Varnashram. Sannyas, regular sannyas, is still within Varnashram. Chatur Vanya Maya Shrishtam. Chatur Vanya Maya Shrishguna Karma Vibhagasa. There's four varnas and four ashrams. And one of the ashrams is sannyas. So the idea is, is Lord Chaitanya really is beyond Von ashram. He doesn't have to regulate his life to be in spiritual life. He doesn't have to follow rules of society to be in spiritual life. Of course, sannyas, you know, leave society, but he leaves society as part of society. So, um, so now Lord Chaitanya is going into Puri to fulfill the internal reason for his descent. And that's transcendental to Varnashram. So Nityananda takes that <laughs> and breaks it. One, to, to elevate the conception of Lord Chaitanya to Tridandi Sanyasi and elevate him to the conception of beyond sannyas or, or the fourth order of sannyas, which is Paramahamsa. So Parama Gambirli, and there's something with the Sudarshana Chakra, and because he, 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 he's crossing into the Dham now and he's going into the Dham in a different way. He's not going into the Dham as, as, as a member of society. Only the Supreme Lord knows the will of the Supreme Lord. 
how will I know why he broke the dunda? So Vrindavan Das says, I do not understand this, why he broke the dunda. Nityananda knows the mind of Gaur Chandra and Sri Gaur, Ch- Gaur, Gaur Sundar, the mind of Gaur Chandra and Sri Gaur Sundar knows the mind of Lord Nityananda. In every yuga, they appear as two brothers, such as Ram and Lakshman. They always know each other's mind. The one Lord has become two to teach devotional service. One can know Gorchand only through Lord Nityananda. So what is that? Nittai para Kamala Koti Chandra Sushitala Ye Chayai Jagatajurai Heno bin Heno Nittai bine bai Radha Krishna Paite Nai Rad Kabinitai. Wait. Only through Lord Nityananda can you understand Radha and Krishna. And Lord Nityananda also represents Bala, is, is Balaram, and Balaram is Guru Tattva. So only through that principle can you understand Lord Chaitanya. And the Lord has become two to teach devotional service. Well, how is that? Because Balaram is the servant to a Godhead, Krishna expands into Balaram to, to serve him in all affairs of existence and knowledge. So Balaram is Guru Tattva, Lord Nityananda is Guru Tattva, and therefore Lord Chaitanya is manifest as Lord Nityananda to teach devotional service. And therefore, one can only understand Lord Chaitanya through Lord Nityananda. Who other than Balaram is powerful enough to break Lord Chaitanya's danda? Sri Gorch Sundar taught everyone by this pretext. Anyone understands this truth is easily delivered. He was greatly astonished. After breaking the danda, Nityananda sat there shortly after Jagananda returned. So now Jagananda, who is Satyabhama in Krishna Lila, so he has this mood of service towards Lord Chaitanya that's very intense. And he was entrusted with the danda, and now it's broken. Now, in a proper culture, you can, in a proper management structure, you can delegate authority, you can delegate, uh, uh, one delegates authority to do something, but one still keeps responsibility. (laughs) So it's not that you can shift blame so easily. Just like Shivananda Sena, when, when 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 his servant forgot to feed the dog, he took responsibility. And one of the worst things to be caught in a management structure where they give you responsibility and they keep authority and they don't keep responsibility and they give you, in other words, 
they, they give you responsibility and they keep authority rather than giving you authority and keeping responsibility. So Jagadananda is going to come back. He's not going to oh, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Because he gave the dunda to me and I trusted it to you. So I'm responsible. He asked, who broke the dunda? Nityananda replied, he who held it. The Lord broke his own dunda. Who else is capable of broken it, breaking it? When, the Brahm, that, when that Brahmana heard this reply, he did not say anything. He quickly took the broken dunda and left. He went to the place where Sri Gaurasunda was sitting and placed the broken dunda before the Lord. The Lord said, tell me how this dunda was broken. Did you have a fight with someone on the way? So Lord Chaitanya asked him. So now he has to say, Jagannanda Pandit narrated the entire incident to the Lord. The overwhelmed Nityananda broke the dunda, Parama Gambira Lila. The Lord then asked Nityananda, tell me why you broke my dunda. Nityananda replied, I broke only a piece of bamboo. If you cannot forgive me, then punish me properly. Anyway, we're almost finished. I'm going to read this purport by Bhakti Siddhanta. The dunda is carried by a sannyasi who has not yet attained the platform of Paramahamsa. Therefore, everyone could understand that a sannyasi without a dunda has attained the final stage of spiritual life unless it's the 21st century and they went through 9-11 and they can't keep it on a plane. Worldly opulences cannot disturb such a person. But since Paramahamsas do not accept this symbol of renunciation, ordinary people cannot understand their exalted position. That is why foolish people consider the topmost Paramahamsas Vaishnavas to be inferior to themselves. Nityananda broke the bamboo danda of Swayam Rup, Sri Brajendrananda Chaitanya, so that people would not mistakenly consider anyone who carries a danda made of bamboo to be situated just below the topmost Paramahamsa platform. Realizing that people would invite inauspiciousness by committing the offense of considering Lord Chaitanya simply as a sannyasi or considering that he was obligated to accept such symbols and that they would thereby meet with obstacles and that they would thereby meet with obstacles in understanding that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Nityananda broke the one dunda into three. So somehow the inspiration is, is that Lord Chaitanya, if he came to Puri for the last days of his life in his bhajan, then people would think that he's still under the regulations of Vanashram. The pastime of Sri Nityananda was meant to reveal that the principle, that the Principles of Tridanda entailing control of the body, mind, and speech are to be respected by those whose senses are not controlled. That Ekadanga is the combined form of the Tridanda, and it is the duty of a Paramahamsa to re renounce the Danda. The tendency of 
Sri Dundi's is to neither aspire for anyone's blessings to, nor to award anyone worldly blessings. Those who are bound by mundane conceptions have little interest in pursuing spiritual life. If such people relegate Sri Gaur Sundar to relative roles like Dandena Dundi or Sanyasi, because of carrying a Dundi, they will achieve inauspiciousness. So basically, what he's saying is he was saving Lord Chaitanya from being seen as someone who is under Van Ashram. What are prescribed duties up? Prescribed duties are, are things you have to do because of the condition you're in. And you give a prescription, it's because of a disease. So you have prescribed duties. We have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this. Why? Because of the desires in your heart that need to be regulated, that need to be purified. So when you are free from those desires, you're no longer under the obligation of those prescriptions. So Van Ashram is prescribed for purification because of a certain condition that one has. And that's the way the world is. And it's very rare that anyone is Paramahamsa, that he's beyond that. But Lord Chaitanya was beyond that. And therefore, um, Nityananda somehow wanted to demonstrate that. Um, Jamuna Jaya, any points today that struck you? Yes, Maharaj, thank you. Um, I was just really thinking that um, the, the breaking of the danda and the, your beautiful explanation of being above Varnashram, I felt like that's that's the summation of the Bhagavad Gita, surrender all religions and just surrender unto me. And that's like, here's Lord Nityananda beautifully displaying that for us to remember. Such a beautiful, powerful pastime. Thank you. This philosophy is very deep, Jamunajaya. Yes, yes, Maharaj. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much for wonderful class. I I appreciated many points, but one one point I always was wondering why and couldn't find actually the logic behind why it's easier to surrender to suffering, not happiness. Why Kunti is praying for calamities? Why not happiness? But you explained it today that in a very logical way that um, when our senses are distressed, then that allows us to extract our consciousness, our higher conscious and higher self and tolerate and surrender and uh, take everything as comes as a mercy of Krishna. So thank you. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Um, yeah, austerity, natural austerity, simple life gives you the opportunity. And suffering is just God's way of turning up the heat in a situation that would kill you, <laughs> which is the material conception. God just turns up the heat and says, get out of here. You know, mm -hmm. you know, no, I'm enjoying. No, it's not the place. Okay. Thank you, Rajeshri. Anybody else like to say? Thank hello? you very much.
Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Toto Gopinath here. Hare Bo. Hare Bo, Toto. Hi, thank you. And when, when you say Tota Gopinath here, then somehow Tota Gopinath appears on the screen. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Gail here. <laughs> What's on your mind, Gail? <laughs> I'm just enjoying the class, Maharaj. Thank you. Whoa. Maybe that day has come where all your questions were finally answered. Nah. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Maharaj? Yeah. Hi, Krishna. Good morning. So, are you aware of any comments that Srila Prabhupada made about? I mean, we all understand that he was here with us for 11 years. Yeah. And emergency situation, a lot had to be crammed in. Yeah. You know, uh, in hindsight, obviously, um, many sannyasis in ISKCON weren't able to maintain that path. Yeah. So, you know, and he promoted, obviously, he jumped people ahead to, for yeah. preaching benefits. Can you maybe elaborate on that a little bit, what he may have yeah, said? There about is. There is. Prabhupada, towards the end, he said, my God brothers criticized me for many things. But there's one thing they were correct in criticizing me, that I gave young men sannyas. But then he said, but what could I do? And then he quoted a Bengali proverb. The castor oil tree is very small. He said, when there's no trees in the forest, the castor oil tree looks big. <laughs> so he quoted a Bengali proverb. I had no choice, basically. I had to make some kind of social structure. Otherwise, there's no you know, it's hard to preach without any kind of leadership and roles and things. So basically I had, you know, I had to have generals, but all I had was privates. <laughs> so I made some of the privates generals and prayed to Krishna. And by, by, by Krishna's grace, somehow or other, a lot of casualties, but it just, it went on somehow. And, and so many people came and, and even those people who fell down, you know, it's Prabhupada engaged them in ways that they never could. So I don't think they were the losers because they got a taste of, of Krishna consciousness. I think you probably identify with that too. You were thrown in the fire. You know, it's like sink or swim. But the realizations you got, you wouldn't have gotten if you just, you know, continued your business and go to the temple and maybe, you know, maybe would have been a little bit more peaceful and, you know, but, but yeah. So I think that, that, that quote. Yeah. Thanks. It is there. Hi, Bo. Good. Anybody else? Hey, Christian Garaj. Lal Govinda. Thank hey, you for hey. class. Hey, Lal. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. I got to answer that question on Paratas, you know, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, yeah. No, no worry. Yeah, I gotta figure that out. Okay. Okay. Harry Wall. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for Hare the call. Is this okay? Nice to see you both. Thanks for coming on that class. Thank we you. will meet. We will meet soon in Brudja. I'm sure. It must uh -huh. be. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Hi, Bo. Anybody else?
Where are you, Akiko? I'm on subway. On the subway. I might with you. <laughs> You're going to work? A doctor. A doctor, okay. Okay. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Thank you for the class. You know, I just got a very beautiful letter from your sister. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, she wants to learn. She wants to. It was such a, I haven't answered. I just got it yesterday. Is that oh. older or younger sister? Uh, younger. Younger sister. Yeah, uh, about six, year, six years younger. Yeah, than she me. said she read my book and it says very nice. Good. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to go take breakfast and get on with my day. Rangarani, Haribo. Haribo, Hari Krishna. Thank you. Hari Krishna.